Hello and welcome. I'm Gary Scheib. Thanks for listening in. As we continue to talk with leaders in our community, we welcome back to the show real leaders in the fight to end breast cancer. Komen Puget Sound Executive Director David Richard is here, along with Komen Puget Sound Volunteer of the Year, Jim Mendoza, uh, recently named. Uh, David and Jim, welcome. Thanks for joining me today. Good Thanks. to be here. Thanks, uh, Race for the Cure is what we're going to be talking about. It's coming up soon uh every june it comes around this is the 25th race for the cure here in seattle right 25th year and that's kind of a big deal i, I love the, of... these kind of round numbers we can celebrate are you doing anything different for this uh 25th race for the cure david yeah actually we are we're very excited um we're gonna be um doing a um what we call a survivor and other patient parade so we're wanting to include our metastatic breast cancer community this year um, that's sort of a new thing for us, being led by the Blue Thunder, the CLC. Oh, fun. Yeah, right? So that starts at 8 o'clock. Um, and then we're also trying to focus more this year on um, on sort of our history, right? So we, we have a race team that's made up of the 25 years of the last race chairs. So they're all coming to the race this year, and we're going to honor them because that's our that's our history, right? So like a reunion uh, right, race exactly. or something. It's like a reunion. Some, oh, fun. Yeah. 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 So let's uh, let's get the details in. So it's early in June. It's always is it always the first Sunday in June? June third this year yep. anyway. If At I'm, Seattle Center. Okay. Eight o'clock in the morning. Eight yep. o'clock in the morning, yep. Sunday, June third, and yep. people can find out all the details if we go by this too fast uh, online. Right? There's online, a big resource. Online. And if you want to go straight to the race, just go slash backslash race. Yeah. ColemanPugetSound.org. What a great website. I mean it. Tons of stuff there, not just about what you guys do locally and events coming up, but really uh, as someone needs to get into learning more about breast cancer, especially if they're newly diagnosed or have a loved one or something. I'm not sure. I've heard about it. I've heard about it. I've heard about it. I don't really know about it. And it's a resource for that, too. Uh, Before we get too much into the details, maybe we should get into breast cancer and why (laughs) Coleman Puget Sound still needs work to do, right? This is a devastating disease. Um, do you want to talk about how prevalent this cancer is? Well, we, um, you know, one in eight women is diagnosed with breast cancer every year. And for us in the Puget Sound, we're no better off. We have the same bad statistics, if you will, as other parts of the country. Yeah. So, um, and, you know, this last year was our 35th year. And as an organization realized that, you know, even though we've increased how long women will live from this disease if once they get it, because we have encouraged them to do early detection, we still have 40,000 women every year dying. So we set a bold goal, and this is the first year of it, um, which is that we're going to reduce the number of deaths in half. So we want to save 20,000 more women going forward each year with this bold new goal, and we're going to do it over a 10-year period. So that's what we're excited about, and we do it by focusing on research and on community programs. So getting women into care, getting them diagnosed, getting them screened, right? Um, Early as opposed to late because, uh, well, maybe it's not obvious, but if you get diagnosed later, usually the cancer is more invasive. And so we want women to be screened regularly and start young and get it going as a part of their sort of every year um, screening. Yeah. And you say young, I mean, breast cancer affects <laughs> it's not just a single person's disease. Uh, no. It's not just women of a certain age or of a certain lifestyle or that have a diet or that have a genetic disposition to it, right? I mean, this is wide ranging, right? Yes. And they say the older that you 
get, of course, that those the risk factors for breast cancer are, one, being a woman, and two, getting older. So it is true that as you get older, your risk goes up, but that doesn't mean that if you're younger, we have women in the African-American community on a regular basis that are diagnosed in their 20s. And so, yeah, so uh, this is what some of the research has shown over the years that right. people like Coleman have supported, um, that there are risk factors that, you know, now we know how to, we, like you said, early screening really helps. So there's different communities that need a little more shove. And uh, yeah. And we, even though in our, I mean, Seattle is a mostly Caucasian city, but the fact is that it's true that a lot of our breast cancer numbers are in Caucasian women. We also know that across communities of color, for example, African-American communities, get um, diagnosed later and they get diagnosed with um, more invasive or more aggressive kinds of breast cancer and die twice as quickly as mm. white women. So we know that. And so the point is, is that if we're talking about women getting them to know about what their risk factors are, that's very helpful, right? Because if you know that you're a person of color, then you need to get um, screening much more regularly and more often than maybe say your Caucasian counterpart or friend. Yeah. Uh, Jim Mendoza is here as well. So you're the volunteer. You've been volunteering for Coma Puget Sound for quite a while and doing a lot of different things. And you're on the race uh, chair this year, right? You're on the committee, let's say, right? Actually, I'm the fundraising chair this year. The I don't fundraising want th- chair. I don't that want to sounds- take away from our actual race cha- race chairman, who's do- Derek Curtis, who's, who's doing a fantastic job. Uh, no, I started uh, fundraising, um, actually started being involved with Coma shortly after my wife was diagnosed. Uh, she was diagnosed in 2008 at the age of 40. Um, wow. So again, so yeah. that's not an old person. No, nope. it's not at all. And uh, for the longest time, she didn't consider herself a survivor because you know she, she because if she had the early diagnosis, it wasn't until um, a couple years later when the federal government wanted to throw out the idea of screening at 50 instead of the recommended 40. Yes. And if you think about it, do you know, just do the math? Okay, so. Now she now if she just follows that guideline, she's not getting to fifty, right? And that's uh, and so it was that point that you know for her that was what she would call her woke moment where she said, okay, I am a survivor, I have a role to play. So um, I've been involved with Coleman since uh, two thousand nine was our first race, so this will be our tenth race that Laura and I have been involved with. Um, they got me involved with uh, starting on the speakers bureau, so I was uh, I basically. Uh, Took the speech that the stock speech they wanted to give, and I kind of modified it to my own to my own needs because I I wanted to look at it from the perspective of you had made a comment that cancer touches not just the person but everyone else, and I so my perspective became the man behind the woman in the mirror, and uh-huh. uh, so I I talked about it for that they got me involved with the grant grant review committee, and that was great because I was able to see where the money went directly, um, and so. You know, whenever criticism came on, I was able to say, you don't understand. This is where the money's going. And I was able to talk about the various different things. Like, for example, last night I had an opportunity to talk to uh, a couple people from uh, the uh, from the Department of Health who administer our, our breast, cervical, and colon health screening program. And they were talking about the fact that if it wasn't for this common money, they wouldn't be able to do the outreach that they're able to do to get the screenings necessary. Now, again, not just for breast cancer, but also for cervical and colon cancer as well. And they could use more, and that's that's what that's why race is so important. Because, yeah, it's nice to get out and put on a pink shirt and, and walk th- and walk through walk through the streets of Seattle, but we all have an obligation to some degree to make sure that we are at least funding these important initiatives that um, that Coleman does. Um, 
in my capacity as fundraising chair, I'm asking every person to commit to raising $135 because in real terms, $135 funds one mammogram. A ah, vital, very nice. Yeah, a vital diagnostic tool that I will freely say, and my wife will say, saved her life, and can say and can be a tool in saving in saving others' lives. Now, granted, we do more than fund mammograms, as you know, as I'm sure you know, David will talk about shortly. But that puts it in, that puts it in real perspective. That puts a face, and that puts a procedure, and that puts a need uh, in, in in people's face in, right there for for people to see. How big uh, of a I don't know, you don't, you don't call it a budget, goals, I guess. What are the goals? So this is your biggest fundraiser each year, isn't it, the Race for the Cure? Well, what kind of goals do you put on this, and hopefully it so grows every year, right? So our goal this year is $640,000 to raise on the 3rd, um, and I think um, we're sitting at about uh, probably 250 of that so far. So we've gotten a good start thanks to people like Jim who are so willing to you know, throw down the gauntlet and um, fundraise. Uh, how to okay so go over some basics and for people just listening and realizing like I said about breast cancer now they think yeah I do want to help I, how do those people raise money I mean how I guess they I raise see money it. <laughs> just for individuals <laughs> saying yeah okay I want to do something this year right well there's 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 been some really cool innovations that have happened in the in in the, in the area of fundraising so I'll talk about the the really cool innovation first but then there's some basic things that can be done um, whenever anybody signs up they get they you know they they can set up their own personal page. And people have asked me, okay, yeah, we have a personal page, and it's a stock page, and it works fine. But I always tell people, personalize the page. Mm-hmm. Tell your story. Yeah, we have a stock story, but tell your story. Why? You know, Give us your reason why. Uh, I always say my reason why is my wife. This is my reason why and why this is my reason why. And I also tell people, modify the picture because the picture's nice. There's a nice little cover picture of pink balloons that are ascending the sky. And that's, again, that's all wonderful, but... Put out, put a personal picture on there. So we've laid that personal picture down, and 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 so and then the other cool part is that they can link their page to their Facebook page if they participate in Facebook. And so now what happens is is that you know so people can either go to the link, their individual link, or if you're their Facebook friend, they can either actually donate through Facebook. Um, but there's other things like I tell people to monetize their email signature. Uh, my email signature has my name, but it also has a direct link to my Komen page. Oh, so people can keep people so can link to that. Every time they see your name at the bottom, there's a place they can click. Goes right to your page to help out. Mm-hmm. Wow! And then there are other things um, like uh, last night when we had our community impact event. One of our top fundraisers, uh, Ella Grogan, who's like eleven. Um, I think I met her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she has a bake sale. And she puts no price on anything, and people. I spent twenty bucks last night on Rice Krispie treats. So, <laughs> right. So just 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 to give an idea. Yeah. Uh, so, but you know, but other other places, you know, the, the other places do events. We have one of our fundraisers who is going to be at the QFC. I believe is it this weekend. Um, I don't know. But, uh, and um, and she sells hot dogs at the QFC, which is great. Uh, we have an, we have another friend who. Um, uh, uh, you you probably know Heidi May. She she hosts a she hosts a program called Booba Palooza, uh, right on right on her property in Juanita, and it's and it's a fantastic event. And um, recently, my wife and I held our event, uh, which we call Showcase for the Cure, where we bring in some of our friends from the um, uh, from the music community to come in and participate. You know, let's see, we start out with uh, Chris Morton and Katie Davy, a great jazz uh, duo. 
Um, and uh, the, our, the, the Race for the Cure house band was part of it too, Restless Vocal Band. Uh, another an acapella group who, by the way, a couple of years ago won the PNW Harmony Sweepstakes. So I want to give a quick shout out to my <laughs> good friends at Restless. <laughs> good, but you know, you, you know, you, you can be as basic or as or as or, or as grandiose as you want to be. Um, my wife Laura, all she does is do a Facebook post and one email. And Laura and I have a little competition right now. I'm the number one fundraiser. She's the number four fundraiser. Uh huh. Um, I have a sneaking suspicion that she will blow past me in the not too distant future. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. So there are a lot of different ways. You're, it sounds, yeah, so people don't have to say, oh, I'm no good at that. They can say, but I am good at this and make it their own, do it their own way. I like that. It's just. Make it personal. A great touch, Jim. We are talking about uh, Coleman Puget Sound's Race for the Cure. It's coming up this year, Sunday, June 3rd. Uh, people can sign up uh, for their own team and register, but also find out maybe somebody who they support every year is probably on there and start donating now, right? Yeah. Uh, backslash race. And uh, they'll they'll find out all the stuff they need to. Um, let's talk, David, about the raising the funds and these. There's a you know to then hand out that money. It's mm-hmm. not just uh, stockpiled. Right. It, it gets used, man, and it gets news for real things. So there's like a, a review committee. Did you say, Jim, you were on that once? I mean, this is a this is where the nuts and bolts really happens of where we go forward to stomp out this disease, right? Yep. It's a volunteer committee that um, reviews the grants every year, and we mix it up from year to year. Not everybody wants to keep doing it. That's good. Gives other people an experience of finding out where the money goes. Um, but this year, it starts. Last year, I mean, it started in October, where we asked people to apply for the grants, and then they were reviewed in January, and then the board and the community um, grants committee um, made a recommendation, and it was passed. And so we awarded last night six hundred thousand um, dollars between six awardees. Uh, in the region, and then we also um, announced um, our a four hundred thousand dollar investment in breast cancer research. This year, the money is going to a new uh, a new researcher, Dr. Kevin Chung, who's uh, works at the Fred Hutchinson Cancer Research Center, and his investment is how to find out if they can keep um, metastatic breast cancer in check and not let it spread throughout the rest of the body. So yeah. we're very excited about his work. So that ties um, right into your bold goal of, exactly. of knocking this down, this metastatic. That's right. Uh, so the metastatic um, bold goal of reducing deaths is partly done by investment in metastatic research itself, but it's also done through our community programs, right? Knocking down barriers to care, right? Because some women are getting diagnosed late, so they're more likely to die of the disease. So, so there are some underserved communities, right? And some of these grants reach to that uh, goal, right? Exactly. So, I mean, Jim was just talking about the BCCHP, the Breast and Cervical Cancer, Colon and Cervical Cancer Program. Um, We fund that at a couple hundred thousand dollars, and they pay for women who don't otherwise have the dollars to pay for mammograms, right? You think everybody's insured. No. We live in such a great part of the country, right, where the economy is booming. It's not true, right? There are a lot of people who are still in need. And our you know, our service area isn't just Seattle or King County. It's, you know, 16 counties up and down the 554 corridor. So we're giving grants in, in uh, Tacoma to the Korean Women's Association to help uh, fund navigators to reach 600 women in Asian, uh, Southeast Asian communities, Pacific Islander, Black African communities. Um, and they also do work up in Snohomish County. So, you know, we also give out money to the intertribal uh, community health services to go out onto tribal lands. So, 
um, there's a lot of need in our community through through some of the programs that we fund. Um, for for those patients that do have financial problems, we fund the Cancer Lifeline. It's a it's called the Coleman Financial Assistance Program, and we funded that at $125,000 this year to help women pay or families pay for maybe it's the mammogram, maybe it's the copay, maybe it's gas to get to treatment, maybe it's I don't know paying for your heat when you're in diagnosis stage and you're and you're getting treatment and you can't afford everything. All the medical bills are you know starting to pile up, so you can af- you can apply for financial assistance. Financial assistance through Coleman's financial assistance program at Cancer Lifeline. That is a great uh, aspect of this that people, I bet, don't think because it's the living daily with it that then puts the real toll on it. Do you want to talk to that, Jim, about like when you and your wife are first diagnosed? That wow, this has changed our life in a number of ways. I mean, that you probably never entered your mind. Maybe I don't know. You know, nobody ever wants to. I made the comment last night when I. Uh, when I was asked to talk about, you know, what it meant to be volunteer of the year, uh, that um, my wife was, my wife and I heard the words, and um, now all of a sudden she was going to join a sisterhood that she didn't want to join. Yeah, I'll bet. Yep. And uh, I also made the comment that, you know, here I am, I'm turning into a hamster, and she's turning into a giant. Uh, because <laughs> she basically, you know, you, uh, you know, I could see the look of steely determination on her face. That, That's not a problem. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick this thing. And that was my signal that I had that I had a role to play as well, uh, because I I would tell people that uh, one of the things that consumed me was guilt. Um, I get the fact that I didn't give her cancer, and that wasn't what I did. But I also there was a part of me that that, that said that I failed as a husband, that I didn't protect my wife, and it, it was a very personal thing that I that I that I, I couldn't get over, and. Coleman stepped in for me uh, on that regard because you know at the time uh, Nicole Taylor was the um, uh, what was the volunteer di- was the volunteer t- director, and uh, she recognized right away that hey look maybe we can put this guy to work and so you know because it's I was reading it's one of the one of the patient navigators was telling me a statistic about the fact that you know it's a given that fifty percent of all marriages end in divorce but when a terminal disease or potentially terminal disease comes into the aspect uh, comes into the picture that number goes up to 90 percent and i couldn't Im- i couldn't imagine being that statistic no i i couldn't i couldn't imagine being part of that statistic and um so it's been one of those things where we you know where we where laura and i have been out there as a very younger public couple uh you know you know basically beating the basically beating the drum for it all um and so it's yeah it's 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 changed me in the fact that uh, you know yeah there's there, there's there's a role I have to play I have to 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 coin a phrase that I I used um, last year uh, in a different avenue I have I have to do my part to be the difference um, I quoted Jackie Robinson last night where he said that the importance of a life is on the impact that it makes on others and yeah you know we can easily retreat into a shell. But, you know, in many ways, we've been, giving a, we've been given a small blessing, and that blessing is okay. You beat it. What are you going to do now? No, yeah. And, we, you know, and part of it for Laura and I was, okay, how can we, how can we help others? I mean, we're not gonna, we're not gonna, Laura and I aren't going aren't, aren't to cure cancer, but what we can do is we can help people along the way. And so that's, that's, where we, that's where that comes in. You know, it, it, it does cha- It changes you emotionally. You know, there's a physical change, obviously, but it changes you emotionally as well uh, because, 
It yep. seems, if I can butt in, it seems like you have gotten then a different perspective on life. I mean, on things. Is is that fair to say that that happens to people? If not just you, I don't know. I would think so. I mean, Laura and I have been married 32 years, been together for 35. Um, in 10 of those years, cancer has been part of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's fully one third. Uh, and I'm reminded that, again, that every year, every moment is a blessing because there's, there's no guarantee that those blessings would have been there. And so, yeah, there, there's, there, there is that change and there's that moment that, you know, you, you cherish that. Um, and, you know, there's that, the, there's a song, you know, that said, we live on borrowed time and no one can be sure when the loan will finally come due. Um, yeah, I'm, I cherish every moment of this time hmm. and any, every moment that, I w- that we can use to basically, for lack of a better term, leverage to making things better. That's what we're going to do. All right. We are talking this morning with Jim Mendoza and Dave Richard from Coleman Puget Sound. It's uh, their annual race for the cure. It's coming up June 3rd. People can get a team together, register. They can find out online other teams that they want to support. Uh, just get involved, folks. And, and David, I want to ask you about, I mean, like you, I think one or the both of you said, you know, the pink and everything. So there, there's more than pink going on, right? Well, tell me about the Coleman's more than pink pillars that you guys want to sort of get a little more action going, right? Out right. of people, like Jim's talking about, that, yeah, you got to do something, right? I think um, the focus for us is that um, with with people being diagnosed with this disease and having 30% of them having it come back and turning into metastatic disease um, and then having a death sentence, really. I mean, you're gonna be on chemo or some kind of treatment for the rest of your life after that. Um, We felt like we needed to sort of reinvent what we were doing. And so our focus on research, like I talked about a minute ago, is it's part of one of our new pillars. And then obviously to eliminate barriers to care. So I talked about that, about, you know, because if we could just get everybody into treatment, get them screened and get them into treatment if we fi- when we find breast cancer. There really still are barriers to this care and, oh, and screenings. Yeah. I mean, the reality is, and this I say this every year on your show, that um, women sometimes are the last ones to be taken care of in the family. They're so busy taking care of everybody else mm-hmm. that they don't, they don't get in to get their mammogram and then they get it too late and they're diagnosed and the cancer's progressed and maybe spread. And so, you know, I mean, we're, we're sort of, it's the guy show today, right? This year. And it, we have such an important part to remind all the women in our lives, our daughters, our mothers, our sisters, our aunts, you know, to go out and get those screenings done because that will save your life. And so that's important to say, even though people think, you know, all the pink is important, but the reality is, is there's a reason behind that and there's a call to action. Um, and that's part of why we go every year to Washington, D.C. and advocate for more investment in, in research at the NIH and more advocacy to, to pay for the BCCHP program at the federal level that then funds the state, right? So, and then to create or eliminate the disparities, right? Um, to give women that don't have access to care the means to do it, right? Um, and so that's why we pay for patient navigators to help women walk through the process. It's extremely complicated, depending on what kind of breast cancer you have, what are the treatments, what are the options, should I get a double mastectomy or not, or should I do this or do that? I mean, it's multiple, confu- and even for people that are educated, you don't even know how do you navigate the insurance that oh, you have, yeah. right? I mean, it's a nightmare, right? And you're sick on top of it, yeah, right? Yeah, and you're scared. And you're scared to death. This is brand new, right. and what do I do is right. got to be the... In- 
every category you, you face. What yep. do I do? Wow. Yep. So I want to go back to that actual one. And, and what can what can really go on in Washington, D.C.? How do you guys, uh, I mean, do you leverage a national arm of Coleman? And, and what kind of lobbying advocacy gets done there? So for us um, in D.C., we, bring, we have about... Um, 80, more, in years past, up to 100 different affiliates from all over the country. They, we would all fly to D.C. They would have pre-organized meetings for us with our elected officials on the Hill. So you really and, do get in to see Congress people and absolutely senators? Absolutely, oh, we good. do. <laughs> yeah, and, we, and consistently we ask for the same thing, right? We want them to continue the funding of NIH for research because that's important. We'll never get a cure. We don't continue the investment in research. And to to fund the BCCHP program at a federal level so that the states have enough money, right? This last year, we ran out of money. We had a, a 400 woman waiting list to get a breast cancer mammogram. So, well, so what do we do about that? Well, we advocated in Olympia to see if they would increase our funding for the breast and cervical cancer, the BCCHP program to the tune of a quarter of a million dollars. And guess what? It worked. That's and we the eliminate... Washington State Department of Health. Right. So my point is advocacy saves lives, right? It's one of the pieces of our of our pillars, you know, the four yeah. pillars I was talking about. That's so awesome. that's why we do what we do. And we want to continue that investment in, at the federal level because we don't, I mean, Coleman Puget Sound doesn't do research, but that those federal dollars come to researchers like Dr. Kevin Chung and Dr. Nordisis, who's working on a breast cancer vaccine, all the great research is happening at the Hutch and at the University of Washington in the breast and cervical cancer programs. Yeah. That's where, that's how we're going to stop this disease. Yeah. And we are going to run out of time. We've got a, time for a couple more questions, but a lot of that money stays here in, in town that is raised locally. Some of it does go to the national, right? But what is the break? Is it 75%? So it, well, yeah. So it's, it's a little, we're trying to talk about it a little differently because we, we invest about $2 million in local community. But, and what I mean by that is 600 in these grants, the 400 of is in research, right? And then another 750,000 is programs that we do through the affiliate, which is training community health workers throughout the whole state. It's our advocacy work that we're doing at the state and at the federal level, right? Yeah. It's, it's engaging our volunteers and getting them out and involved in fundraising and all the things that we do, right? So it's a huge amount of money that we spend um, with this ripple effect of um, in all these different pockets, but uh, most of it stays here. Now the research dollars we actually send to Dallas because they've got the world-renowned scientists who decide on a global basis where to invest in research in the country. We always get more money back in the Puget Sound area because we have such great research going on at the Hutch and the UW. Yeah, yeah. All We're right. Very so, proud of it. Uh, give us the once-over, Jim, on the on the race for the cure, the dates and the time, and how to register and all that stuff. Absolutely. So. And race for the cure will be June third at Seattle Center. Start at eight o'clock in the morning with the uh, with the survivor parade, uh, which which is all, which I always cry at. Oh, yep. good. Uh, Me too. <laughs> with the survivor parade, and uh, of course, as the survivors come in, being escorted in by Blue Thunder. Uh, Russell's vocal band will be there to, uh, to to serenade them, and it's 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 pretty cool what they do. Uh, then we'll and then we're going to hit the streets. Uh, but uh, and it's not a competitive race for people saying, "Well, I, I don't want to race." You don't have to try no. and win hard. You don't have to try hard to win this race. No, 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 no. no. It's it's you you it's 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 like it's it's a leisurely walk. You can do the one k or the five k, depending upon which which way you want to go. Um, Again, like you know, you, you can register online at comanpugetsound.org/backslash/race. 
Um, and like I said, I'm encouraging I'm encouraging everybody who signs up to at least you know commit to raising $135. And for the more for the more ambitious people among us, we've we've created a hashtag hashtag Fund 25 for 25. It's kind of a call to action. Uh, Fund 25 mammograms in, in recognition of the 25th anniversary race. Great. Uh, thus, thus far, we have three teams uh, that have hit um, 25 for 25 fund, uh, hashtag fund 25 for 25. Two of those teams have done it twice over, and one fundraiser has, one individual fundraiser has hashtag fund 25 right, for 25 well, already. The challenge is out. Look, people got a month to go still, so exactly. we have all of May to get through this to, to do that. Now, they should just buckle up and, I mean, it can't be that hard to get your friends and family to get you to the 135 part. That You're right, you should go bold and go over that. Yeah, it's a, I, I said last night. Go ahead and aim high. Don't be afraid to miss. There you go. I like that. Well, sure, why not? I want to say one thing. You know, Ella Grogan, the little 12-year-old, she raises $10,000 through the bake sales. I'm just saying. That's a lot of so cookies. That's, that's a lot of cookies, right? So nobody can say, I can't do this. If she's 12 and she can hit 10 grand, right? The rest of us can do 125 <laughs> oh, or 35. Like I said, I spent 20 bucks on Rice Krispie Treats last yeah, night. So one one night. <laughs> that's how she does it. <laughs> oh, thank you guys so much. We've got to wrap it up. I can't thank you so much for uh, enough for being here and just going over this until it's Cured. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Dave Richard, uh, Executive Director at Coleman Puget Sound, and Jim Mendoza, uh, Fundraising Chair and Volunteer of the Year uh, for Coleman Puget Sound. Thank you guys so much. The annual race for the Cure, June 3rd at the Seattle Center. Thanks for coming in today. A bigger thanks to Coleman Puget Sound for what you're doing to fight breast cancer. Thanks again. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, Gary. I am Gary Scheib. Thanks for listening today. We hope you've learned something new. Join us again next week as we continue to talk with people that are making a difference in our community.